Hello and welcome to Winable episode 3, the show where we talk whatever we have in our brains with a glass of wine in our hand. I am your host, Moritz, the friend that you never asked for. And I'm Cupcake, the cherry you want to eat. And I am still Vicky Bitch. I have a huge amount of questionable knowledge. Don't look it up. Alright, and today's episode is sponsored by a bottle called Lenz Moser. What, what is it? Zweigelt. Blauer Zweigelt. Blauer Zweigelt. Yeah. And what do you guys think about this one? Well, it's, it's our first wine, so... Yeah. It's okay. It's from Austria. It's from Austria? No. Is Austria known for good wines? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the more you know. So, what are we talking about today? Um, we just, Cupcake and I, just had a very big discussion about sex education and how, at least here in Germany and I think in the UK and the US as well, scratch that, not in the US, in the UK, um, sex education becomes more and more inclusive towards the LGBTQ plus community. Well, I can give my input about the US, but like from 10 years ago when I was there. I mean, we can just like talk about our experience with our sex education we had. Yeah, we can, we can start with that. I think that's a good, okay. good way to come in and share our knowledge. Sure. So, yeah, well, then I start. And, well, my sex, sex education, oof, it's a long time ago. If I remember it right, it was really shallow. We didn't do a lot of stuff. Of course, we got the protection, um, education, how to use a condom with a banana, and how do pills work for the girls and everything. And Is there a specific safe. class? Or? It was biology. Ah, in biology. Yeah, we have this in biology when we talk about the body parts. Which uh, class was it? Was it like the seventh grade? Or? Yeah, I think it was seventh. Okay. Yeah. Then and you have... didn't have any uh, sex ed in elementary school? No, I can't remember. I, I wouldn't say, okay, I can't say no, because I just don't remember. Okay, too long. Too long ago, and it wasn't interesting. Well, I remember my sex ed in elementary school very vividly, because at that time, my mother was pregnant with my sister. And um, we had, like, um, it was in third grade, and we had a, a comic where um, children the same age as we were at the time, learn uh, uh, that their parents or their mother uh, is pregnant again and they tell how it works. So like we had like really comic strips where uh, a man and a woman had sex and um, it was all about love and how it feels good and it's very natural. And then my uh, teacher said, you know, Wikibitch? That's how your parents got, uh, got your sister. And everybody in class laughed. And I was, you know, at the time, nine years old, uh, very embarrassed about that fact that my parents had sex. Um, so then again, in seventh grade, uh, we had in bio sex ed in biology. And, you know, it was like the traditional version men and women, how do the sexual organs work 
and what happens when uh, during conception and all stuff and I did um, a presentation about homosexuality because I thought well there's something I know and my classmates don't really have an idea about that and I want I want to talk about that and I want to learn something about that since it wasn't in in a program to learn something about that I asked my teacher if I could do a presentation on that and he said yes do that uh, so I did and actually one week after I did my presentation one classmate one classmate's brother came out to her and all she knew about homosexuality was from my presentation which was very uneducated at the time but still she later told me that she had a different point of view thanks to my presentation and kind of a I don't know, maybe better preparation for the outing of a brother. Hmm. That sounds very progressive. When, how long ago approximately was that? Not long ago. Oh, it's just a few years. <laughs> no, yeah. it was like uh, mid-2000s or something like that. Mid, okay. Well, I remember the sex education uh, throughout my education in two parts. One, when I was in South America and in school we had also a class in, in biology or one of those classes and I don't recall many details but except for a couple. One that when the teacher had to explain about uh, menstruation actually called all the girls separately so she wouldn't have to talk in front of the guys about it which now it, it, it's just so stupid to do and it just enforces that uh, mentality nowadays where menstruation, talking about menstruation is like taboo. So, I mean, I, I, I don't recall the reactions or anything, but I do remember that the girls were just called into one corner and the teacher was just explaining them about it. There was one, uh, I remember this picture as well about this guy holding his underwear and they explained us about wet dreams for guys. <laughs> I only remember the giggles about it and, and, and that was about it. And then the second part that I remember is when I was in the States and where I finished high school. So when I was, I don't know, in, in one of the last four years, we had to take some um, health class was called. So it was about a, a, a little bit about everything. And one of the topics was uh, sex education. And then you had this uh, classic uh, situation where you have the teacher holding a cucumber or a banana with a condom. Uh, however, I do not recall in any of those times that homosexuality would be one of those topics. It was you, you, We went through some venereal diseases and everything, but it was never openly spoken. I mean, and, it, and in South America, it's understandable that the the, the teaching sex education is like uh, tiptoeing around it because main, it's mainly Catholic and I was in a Catholic school. Mm, but in the States, it, even though it wasn't a private, it was just a public school, it still was not very clear. I don't know how it is nowadays, so this is a little bit over 10 years ago. Uh, okay. Um, the thing is, uh, I think it for, for us or for my childhood, it was too late to talk about it. 
because in seventh grade you already had your computer even back in the day and you were exchanging little videos with your friends and then like what kind of videos, videos are you talking about yeah this, the, the, the important videos right the small mm. ones not not as like i mean they were the crazy stuff of course. <laughs> the crazy stuff yeah i mean there was for example the time of the two girls one cup stuff Ooh. and i mean this was oh. in seventh grade but it came that like three hard. years later <laughs> still haunts me in my dreams <laughs> yeah i mean and there was like all the videos around that and it's like everyone was like oh my god oh my god and also yeah, of course like you went to a like a supermarket and checked the uh, magazines and everything so you already went like for sure the guys i don't know about the girls but for sure the guys were already talking about it like what's changing what I did this, I did that, oh my god, I kissed a girl, blah, 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 goes did this, you like it? Yeah, <laughs> stuff like, like really weird stuff. Um, because, weird stuff. <laughs> well, because boys, when in their age, they, they think, of course, if they don't know it better, they like, fantasy about anything what can happen and which would, is normal in their mind, because they just saw it from the magazines and the videos, they don't know what is the real thing. Mm -hmm. So they just had this experience in their mind and it's like, oh yeah, this, I would do that and I would do this, stuff like that. So I think it was already too late. And for sure today it's too late to do it at this time because, I mean, uh, every small child has already their phone, internet, YouTube, they can go wherever they want and see whatever they want and they exchange this stuff. So. Um, also, there was no homosexuality, or at least I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, we, we use homosexuality as an umbrella term for anything other than heterosexuality, because that's the only thing we knew back then. Oh, okay, I wouldn't say that it was nothing there, because it was always like, at least what boys talked about, like the girl and girl stuff. Of course, I was... I mean, there was there like no, lesbian stuff in, in air quotes, like... Okay, that's hot. That's hot for yeah. me as a boy. Yeah. Not really. Okay, there's there are two human no, beings who no, are struggling. No, 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 no not, not, nothing deep. Just like yeah. it's hot because we like girls and we have the two girls at one and they do nice stuff. So. And I can fantasize myself in between yes, them. Yes, yes, something like this. I think so because it's hard to recall the details, but I know with all the magazines there was already I mean there were already topics that had like two women doing stuff there in the photos so of course it was a topic but never like in the sense of oh my god or like that's gay it's good or bad nothing about this because there was no knowledge about it or an opinion in this time so yeah but we have it in biology we don't have sex ed as a class I, I just remembered that in elementary school, when we actually uh, read this comic, um, there were um, people coming from outside, um, a man and a woman uh, talking with us, and well, the it was more like um, how to protect your body, and there is there is such a thing as sexuality without really using the term and how you know it was like the big say no to when somebody touches you where you don't want to be touched that was like a big thing um in, in third grade and then um we got separated the boys went into another classroom and the girls stayed in their classroom and then we could like wrote, uh, write questions uh on, on a piece of paper and um put it in a box and then she just randomly um, 
uh, read out loud the, the questions and uh, talked about the questions we had. And a lot of the questions were about uh, menstruation, actually, um, which at that point I already had. Third grade? Yes. Third grade? Yeah, I was nine years old. And, and I was, I already had my uh, menstruation and I knew what it was and I knew how it worked because, you know, that's what you do, you educate yourself when you're <laughs> first having your menstruation. And, um, and the, the questions were so stupid <laughs> about menstruation because apparently, um, well, especially mothers didn't talk to their daughters about what happens. I wouldn't generalize that. Well, I generalize it in, in my classroom. So, yeah, but... But it, maybe because it felt for some of those mothers that it was too early. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that might be the case. Um, but I kind of always knew what it is. But you don't recall how you knew? or. In the, uh, I think I knew it because it's I saw tampons in the bathroom and asked my mother what it is. And then she explained to me what it is. And then I knew, and when I first first got my period, um, I didn't want to have it. And I was very shy about it until I was 12, until all the other girls started to have their periods as well. And uh, yeah, that was um, quite interesting to... That, that's the thing yeah, about the taboo of uh, menstruation, because... Uh, if you are as young as me, as I was, um, you're so ashamed of bleeding. <laughs> and, and it was like always an issue when I, we, in sport, we had like uh, swim lessons mm -hmm. and I couldn't participate. And everybody was like whispering, oh my God, maybe she has a period. And, and I was like standing by and because until the seventh grade, when actually, like, almost everybody um, has their period, uh, almost everybody, I mean, almost every girl, um, ha um, have after periods, uh, it becomes normalized and you actually talk about it in, in biology, what actually happens. Mm -hmm. Until then, it's just, like, blood fl uh, flies out of your vagina and you are so shy about your genitalia anyway. And... And then it becomes your genitalia becomes an issue because something is happening down there. I still don't understand why it was, and even back then to me it was like I don't get why they they have to feel embarrassed. Me neither. I mean, I knew it was a thing, and especially the girls wouldn't feel. I mean, it's not like they would go around and like, oh yeah, I'm having a period, I'm bleeding, and stuff like that. But it. It, I, I never understood why that should be embarrassing because that, that is a natural uh, process and then I also don't know how I learned uh, learned about it and I just recall when I was in Bolivia that it some of the girls did went, uh, did go through embarrassing moments where well we had to use, wear uniforms and the girls had like white robes and maybe you know they didn't take care of it very correctly and it just leak through it I guess and yes that is embarrassing that that, that happens you know but 
to stigmatize someone for some something natural is just uh, I, I just don't understand that. And obviously, not everyone thinks uh, like me, or and it's just the thing of being children, right? That you will make fun of it and 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 keep poking sort of that taboo, and it just didn't get better. And I don't know if nowadays it would be something. If it's less of a, of an issue, do you think that maybe in schools um, kids feel not so embarrassed about it? Do you think girls can do they talk a little bit more openly? But I mean, it. What I realized, it became a thing to celebrate your first period. A celebration. Yeah, a celebration. Not everybody is doing that, but I noticed that it's kind of a thing now. In a, in in a few cases, um, what do they do? Have like a party, so like oh who's you, invited? You're, you, <laughs> who's invited? <laughs> yeah, um, all the girls. Um, you know you you becoming a woman now. Um, no, I don't know. Um, I think well back in my time, um, it just was kind of a shameful thing, and I remember one incident where. Um, me and my father, father went grocery shopping, and um, I told him that uh, we need ten bucks or something. And he uh, asked me because he didn't understand, "What do we need tampons?" And I was like, "Shh, don't say that out loud. People might think I actually need them." And he was like, "Well, it's, duh. It's better if you do. <laughs> it's better if you do, um, but." And, and and now in retrospect, it's so I don't understand it either why I was so ashamed. But there is this shaming. I mean, it's not only from boys to girls. It's in in, in between general. the girls. It's in general as well. And and I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with to be clean or not to be clean. I mean, there in, in a lot of cultures, uh, when a woman is menstruating, she is seen as, as unclean. So, I mean, there's, there might be, or there is a cultural thing about shaming menstruating women. But only in, in now, it's people realize, okay, that's natural because it happens every fucking month. Do you guys know how the commercials are now? Do they still use the blue liquid? <laughs> uh, to, to demonstrate how, how, how soaky it is. <laughs> how absorbent. Yeah, absorbent. Yeah, absorbent. And I think they always exaggerate. <laughs> like they pour like a liter of, <laughs> of blue liquid and... They don't. No? No. Maybe it was a, ske a sketch or something. That no, 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 it wasn't back in the day. It was the, the, I, I remember the blue liquid. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally was and that. And it turns into a gel or something. Yeah. No. And honestly, when I watched it, I never understood what the reference was, but okay, yeah, but then at some point it just clicked in my head. Oh, it's supposed to be blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I think, I even think, probably thought at some point that it was pee absorbent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, if you don't know. It's it. a nappy? I, I, yeah. I, I a think, nappy for women. <laughs> I think I even asked one of my friends if they could actually pee on that. I mean, if it's like, if it works like a diaper. <laughs> I probably did. I mean... Yeah, totally. <clears throat> if you watch the commercial, it kind of makes it look like it. But do you guys think that maybe nowadays it's 
sort of I wouldn't say responsibility, but it depends also on, on, on the girls to stop making it look like that if they talk more naturally about it. Not on the girls themselves. I mean, I mean the the girls are in in a in a place where the uh, their whole body changes, and I, teenage years are not easy for a lot of people. And I don't think that's their responsibility if all they know is to be ashamed of that. So it's more the res responsibility of their supervisors. Um, the parents, the teachers, or whoever, whoever, to teach them, it's totally natural. You're gonna be fine. Maybe you have some PMS issues, but you're gonna work through it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I mean, don't put the, re the responsibility to not be ashamed on on a on a twelve year old girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at that time also they are ashamed of everything. <laughs> Other things than other, just menstruation, like how they look and yeah, and their skin and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I need to say that I, for I can't remember any time it was a problem. Well, I have an older sister, so for me it was always natural, always there, always because then my, of course my mom talked about it, like how it works. We need to buy this now, blah blah blah. Explained it, so it was just there. No one cares about it, and in the school. Well, I think some girls had problems with that, but maybe because of my school or that's how I remember it or how I want to remember it, I don't know, um, was never a problem. Also in sports class, uh, in sports education, um, the girls always had the uh, liberty to say, I don't want to do this exercise. And then just the teacher said, okay, whatever, mm. fine. Because it was code for... Yeah, they, they didn't talk about it. Everyone was clear, okay, whatever, yeah. If you not feel fine about it, it's good, it's fine. So, I mean, and when we talked about, as boys talked about it with the girls, like, was also okay. Like, I can't remember really that anyone was like, oh my fucking God, we need to shame this person now. And that's why I kind of don't understand the shaming of them all, because I never had experience that it was something to shame, be ashamed for. Um, but I also don't know, like, maybe we as guys like talked about it like easily and the girls were like oh my god why are they talking about it why are they talking about it mm. so don't know maybe it was like this and they just didn't realize it could be could be totally um but i never had the feeling that there's anything like a taboo like don't talk about it don't talk about it it was never i never had a feeling that it is like that at least not in my school or with the people that were around me we also like like in like in in the class we like even choked about it. oh my god like who has her days right now and do they act differently because of course we saw the movies where they like extremely act out you know like oh they're so they're so difficult women are so difficult when they have their days and of course that's like kind of an education for like if you don't know it better then you see like movies or anything like where it's extreme of course and then it's just like try to adapt this to your environment and it's not like that, but well, that's what we thought about it. So, but still, I well, maybe because I have a lot of sisters, I don't actually feel like that there should be anything ashamed to be ashamed about it. But I, I'm not a girl. I can't say. I mean, I have a very singular experience because I was still a kid. 
when I first got my period. I was nine years old, so that's um, I. I don't know what the actually I think it's around about twelve or thirteen, something about uh, around that, and I was like so young where we just learned about how babies are made, kind mm-hmm. of, and I I I was able to have a baby, you know. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, I, I I knew what it meant to to have uh, my period. I knew I'm now able to to get pregnant. So that was maybe a little bit too much <laughs> for me as a nine year old. I think everyone has then different, and this is obvious, but everyone has different experiences and point of views, based on wherever they live, culture, yes. etc. So it it it's definitely how, hard to how their their parents are exactly how I mean I'm I'm the first firstborn so I was the first one right and my uh, my parents had like the first experience with me so yeah and it probably gets easier with the more each kid <laughs> with each kid each kid exactly um, yeah, so maybe things are getting better, but I think we cannot expect a level of maturity for kids in school to tackle this topic without making jokes, without mm-hmm. making the giggles, and, and I think it's, yeah, that, that will always be there, even if teachers and educators talk about it as something normal, natural, there will still be uh, the jokes and everything. Actually, I remember in elementary school when we first started to have like this uh, two or three, three weeks of sex ed, um, we all sat down in, in a circle and then our teacher said, okay, the top we're gonna uh, have in the next three weeks, it's all gonna, uh, gonna make you laugh. And then we started laughing because everybody knew what, is, what it was about. And then she said, well, I knew it bunch of immature children and I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a bunch of nine years old who have no concept of sex do you guys think it's gonna change uh, in some way in the future sex education schools should it or what you guys could imagine I don't know you guys have siblings younger siblings well, I have one difference? comment more about uh, what we talked about before before the question uh, because I saw Online, some comments and, and also Twitter stuff, mostly from the US, where they still talk about like menstruation or the guys talk about it or like how it seems like that's something, something like unnatural. And I was really like, what is this for real or is this a troll? It, it can't be real if they still think about it like this. Like, uh, when they like when they, she's on her period, only blowjobs. Yes, <laughs> no, no, that would be even fine. I mean, and it's still like okay, there is a menstruation, still have something to do. No, I mean like more, uh, like oh my fucking god, why are you bleeding? Why is this happening? Why are you changing oh, really? your Yeah, stuff like this, and I was like, it can be. A, this needs to be a troll because this can't be real that anyone is talking about it like that. And actually, no, there was there was um. One, I think it was like one year or two years ago, where there was like uh, a meninist in the UK on Twitter who said, if I can hold my pee, why can't women hold their periods? 
What? And he was like very resistant to any logic or physical laws or anything. And he was very convinced about that periods are like him peeing. So. Something is coming out <laughs> of the well, vagina. Yeah. Is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there are two separate holes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> holes. All right. So, well, we can go to the wrap-up question, which is how do you guys envision the future of sex education? I mean, we briefly, uh, from my side, I would say that I am hoping, and I don't know if it's still going on, maybe our listeners can tell us more, that it should expand to um, non-heteronormative uh, type of sex education that involves more uh, homosexuality and all of the different variations. So that would be probably my hope for sex education in the future. I mean, it starts to be more inclusive, but um, this doesn't come without the backlash of parents fearing their children might turn gay um, if they learn about... Well, ignorance will always be there. You will always have ignorant people that will think like that and you will always have, but this is mainly like what you could hope for. We're not, we're I not mean, I, I would hope for that. It's, it's, uh, it's the inclusivity of uh, sex ed uh, will become a standard. So students or pupils who are LGBTQ see themselves kind of represented in the sex ed lessons and, and, and get educated in what they might incur in their uh, later life. So I hope that uh, this will become standard. Okay, so, well, I think, yes, that's totally, it should be more more open. Why not talk about it? I'm totally for this, but uh, sometimes I think putting, like, like, putting the pressure on everyone when they have, like, their old beliefs and um, that never went well. If you just, like, use the hammer to, like, try to educate people, at a certain time, for example, like the last five years, um, they don't. People don't change that fast because they are like, I don't want to change. Change is bad for many people, for many stuffs. So I think it should go like, like the most stuff is we're going maybe yes faster because we are educated. We have everything by the hand. We see everything. It shouldn't be like, oh my fucking god, why do this step? But um, like always pressuring against like what people still believe is right um, shouldn't be like the high pressure like make it a, a stream of ongoing change make it like always come be around them and then so like for example with gay stuff um, people like 15 years ago ago were still like oh my god oh my god oh my god but now it's everywhere and people are like yeah I'm nothing against gays it's fine so it changed but because it was an ongoing thing. It was just like, it was coming and coming and coming. And this change was maybe at some points 
not fast enough, many people had bad experience, they suffered because it was too slow, totally understandable. But we're talking about a lot of people with a lot of opinions and you can't just always like put like, that's the opinion, now you need to take it and otherwise, I don't know, you're out, stuff like this. But just I saying, my hope is that yes, it needs to change, yes, we are at a, at a time where it can actually, why not change it like faster than like the old changes we had, but don't try always with pressure and pressure and pressure. But I don't understand your argument of pressure if you have a sex ad where you show, you know, this is also possible. That's not pressure. It doesn't say you have to tolerate it. It's, I mean, maybe individually, yes, but for me, that's not pressure. It's just showing that it's possible. That's this, that, that exists. Yeah, for me, it's also not pressure. For me, it's totally fine and I, have, I don't care, but many people think it's pressure, they feel it because it's subjective. So for them it is. So it's the same thing like with the gender, like the different genders. For many people it's still like, but we had this in school, we learned it like this way, why do we need to change it now? And also we have this like petition in Germany where they try to save the German language from gender bending and um, like people try, they are like, try to like avoid all this stuff because it's coming like 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 a big wave and they're scared of it and I, I I think it should be taken into account that people feel like it even if we don't so all in all what you're saying change have to happen gradually so people don't realize the world is changing that would be amazing if we can do it like it's like sneaking in and then it's there and people are like oh yeah why not uh, that would be amazing. What won't happen like this? I totally believe won't. in equality. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> won't happen like this. But that's like hope for the future. That people like, if it comes gradually, then just like go with the flow because it's no pressure. It's just a tiny like push in the right direction. Like go further, go further, and then they will reach the point. And I just saying it's the right way to do it. But I just hope like because I don't want to have like this. Like if you go with in my opinion, with too much pressure, there will be like a wall and they will hide behind it and they will find like, I'm safe here, I don't want to change and I know it's shit. So I don't want to have that. All right. So let's uh, tell us what you guys think, uh, our dear listeners, write us a comment, whatever you can. <laughs> we will try to provide a platform where you guys can also express your ideas about the topic of the future of sex education. Uh, thank you very much guys for this talk today and I'll see you guys in the next bottle of wine. And you can find us on every podcast platform. If it's your favorite one, Spotify, Google, whatever, we it's, are everywhere. It's your favorite one or not your favorite one. Yeah, you can find us we are everywhere. Well. We're going aggressive. <laughs> yes, we are spreading. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.